What is going on, guys? It's Monday Madness. I'm your host, Anthony, and thank you for tuning in to the, uh, to the, uh, to the Culture Jacked Podcast. It is 2021, and that's going to be the focus of today's podcast. We will be diving into Dustin's uh, part of what Dustin was discussing in his previous episode on the Friday show. If you guys did not catch that, make sure and do so. He talked a little bit about 2020, predominantly about 2021, and of course, his top-ranked movie, show, and video game of 2020. So we will be diving into that in today's episode. I don't have a whole lot of news. In fact, I am cutting a special midweek podcast for you guys right now and thought while I'm waiting, and hopefully it's not too loud in the uh, office here because I'm rendering uh the the opening sequence title for our Facebook video and uh, I thought why not jump in and record my Monday madness special for you folks so I am uh super excited that 2021 is here for several reasons predominantly I feel like I can kind of shake off 2020 and said okay that is over and I get to look forward. Now, arguably, some might say it's just another day, bro, or it doesn't matter. To me, personally, I feel like it matters. I feel like 2020 was a pretty rough year in one hand, a uh, year of learning in another, and of course, was an opportunity year as well. Now, I'm not going to dive back into 2020, but I am extremely thankful for 2021 being here right now. I have a lot of plans for 2021 in which I'm extremely excited about. I mean, I always screw with this microphone arm. Um, I change some stuff up in which I'll be talking about as well. But I do have a lot of plans. Now, as I considered to even talk about this, the thing that came to mind was the new year's resolution what are you going to do um what i'm going to discuss is not new year's resolutions let me be crystal clear these are not new year's resolutions um these are things that i'm doing and i'm going to be doing into 2021 and i'm excited to do so one uh the of the biggest things is i feel like i'm finally going to wrap up uh the office slash podcast studio slash uh video studio slash production studio slash office slash 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 uh i've been tooling in here as much as i can to try to make stuff uh, from a workflow standpoint work the best to, to my own ability um meanwhile i've also done a lot of other things in here such as like going through some of my baseball card collection my comic book collection which i guess i still gotta finish Um, but the exciting part is I ordered a couple of pegboard racks from good old Amazon in which I'm waiting for, and I will be putting those up in which is going to help if you're watching the YouTube video at all. And I include this behind me. I have like, what do I have? Like some tripods, uh, some microphones and some stuff that I use for, uh, culture jack for when I do video, but I also use for. Uh, the Rinsed Out Garage, Rinsed Out Experiment, my YouTube stuff. 
And it's just been sitting there because it doesn't fit in this desk. And there's different ideas I came up with, but I'm super excited to get that up um, and start wrapping up kind of the organization part of the office, which is going to be coming here in the next week. I, for whatever reason, uh, and you could probably relate to this when you need something from Amazon and you order it, it gets delayed when you don't really need it. And you just bought some thing. Uh, it, Take some time. In fact, I ordered bongo ties and a handful of other things. Let me grab them. So if you're watching the YouTube video or YouTube video, if you're watching the uh, Facebook video, you'll see what I'm talking about. If not, bongo tie is essentially, it's like a rubber band with what looks like a bongo on the end so you can loop stuff. I highly recommend these things if you have cables if you have stuff that you're you're always kind of fighting with they're very cost effective they're like six bucks and you get 10 of them and these are the five inch bongo ties right here so i order this it comes in like a day later and i'm like what which is cool and great however i wanted the pegboards and i also got a uh camera adapter and some other stuff but back to my point though the New Year's resolution thing, I'm not a fan of. I've done it. Your brother's done it. Your sister's done it. Your cousins. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna lose 800 pounds and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit drinking Diet Coke and I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, whatever. The list goes on and on and on and on. And I always feel like whenever someone does that, to include myself, it's like you reach, you're reaching so damn far. Is it a good thought? Sure. Is it obtainable? Is where you get caught. Uh, because a weekend you, you're still eating KFC and drinking Diet Coke or wh whatever it is. So this year, I, I'll announce some of it here right now, but uh, there are some things that I've been building up to anticipating the year change, anticipating other things, but it's not a New Year's resolution in the sense of what it is. It is literally stuff I've been working on, just like I said about the studio office here. And the reason I bring this up is because this supports me, which in return supports the, uh, my abilities to create the podcast and to create these videos and, uh, some of my other personal endeavors that I'm doing and some of the hobby, hobby stuff that I do. And it's been a high focus point because I feel like the more focus, the more time, the more, uh, creativity that I kind of put into it and I shuffle stuff around and I shuffle stuff around. And that's really what's been happening since I moved and uh, started building up the uh, office here, the home office slash studio. And I feel like here within January of 2021, I'll finally get it tuned into a place to where it, it truly does benefit me and my endeavors. And it's it, it's a good feeling. It is. It's a pretty good feeling. It also leads me and has led me to start thinking about some of the other things that I've worked on that fall off, right? And that in itself is where I'm going to shift my focus once this is done. I'll shift my focus on some of these other things that I've wanted to do. You know, one, including try to get better at uh, curating content for Culture Jacked. Uh, in, in many other endeavors. I'm not going to go into that specifically. I just thought it'd be kind of a fun, positive way to kick off today's podcast. 
is to talk about some of those things uh, out of the gate. 2021 also has a lot of really cool things. Dustin did an incredible job highlighting some of the things that we're going to be seeing in 2021, such as the MCU movies, some of the DC stuff that's going on and several other things. Again, that was on the Friday show. So jump back, check that out if you want a full detail on that. From my perspective, I couldn't agree more with Dustin Sediment on we're finally going to get the MCU stuff. We're finally going to get the Disney Plus stuff. We're finally going to get some of these things. And if you consider that alone by itself for 2021, that's pretty dang exciting. And that has nothing to do with you and I outside of being a consumer of the content itself, which is good because guess what? You don't have to do any work for it. You just have to be a subscriber to the channels, to the Disney Pluses or to the Amazons or to the whatever it is that's that's going to bring that content to you. So I find that to be incredible, especially because as we get into 2021, a lot of other good things are going to happen naturally with the vaccine release, naturally with uh, the evolution of everything that happened in 2020, I feel like the uh, opportunity cost is going to dramatically reduce to where hopefully the vaccines come out um, and their success with that. Hopefully we, we reduce the impact on COVID-19. You're going to see grocery stores reopening, comic shops reopening, and we'll start to rebuild our local communities and, and so forth and so on. So that is also a very, very exciting thing because, you know, Dustin talked about E3. Is there going to be an E3 next year? Um, you know, what about Comic-Con? Is there going to be a Comic-Con next year? That is, Comic-Con is something that I would love, absolutely love to be able to go to uh, with Dustin. I think Dustin and I, we need to do like a, a, a GoFundMe. Uh, so we can put together the funds and uh, go down there and do a couple of episodes of Culture Jacked and and put together some stuff. So maybe that's a future thing we're doing. Maybe, not saying it is, but maybe it is something we'll look into uh, in, in the future to be able to go to some of the panels where you get to see this because that was a big thing. You know, E3's cool. Uh, I've always participated in the uh, events that they have digitally the live streaming events where they're releasing this game and this hardware and this which is cool uh comic con's another one where you get to see the new comics that are coming out what is marvel doing what is dc doing what are the ind independent guys doing and this last year it was a big lackluster of of all of it as we all know so to see if that gets put together i don't know what the environment is going to be in three months six months eight months as far as social distancing are we still wearing masks are we doing this are we doing that i would if i was a betting man i would bet that masks maybe not to the level that we see them today but i would imagine that masks are probably going to be a part of many people's uh <laughs> like normal where when going into the public communities I, I would guess i don't know we'll we'll see what happens but it is exciting to kind of shake off 2020 stepping into 2021 and start to think with a 
you know, a very positive outlook and to start to think that what is going to be the new normal for 2021 and start gearing toward that. Uh, because a lot of my encounters with a lot of different people have been interesting at best in the sense that the impact from 2020. Now, it wasn't the year per se, but as mentioned before, between um, the personal stuff, the work stuff, or lack thereof both, um, the health part of it, I mean, it's a pretty dramatic situation in which, again, I'm not going into other than consider it is a new year. Let's turn a leaf. Let's band back together. Let's start diving into this uh, full force. With that being said, I did go on the interwebs here, and I'm looking at a Polygon website. Got to get my my coffee drink on. Um, And we're going to go into a couple of games that they have listed for 2021 that I want to kind of highlight, give my point of view, in which I don't, I scrolled through this, and I don't know much about it. Um, But before I do that, I mentioned this in the beginning of this little my little my little talk about uh we do have an, a really good midweek special you guys aren't gonna wanna miss and talking about kind of the schedule right now just for the sake of clarity and so you guys know up front uh currently we have the staples which is the monday madness show on mondays the friday show on Fridays. so monday madness i host it uh fridays dustin hosts it and then we have been doing a kind of a bi-weekly with the uh, collaboration between the both of us. And we've got a lot of really cool subjects and, and whatnot. And you guys will get that on Wednesdays. And then currently Dustin is doing a uh, cyberpunk in-depth review and kind of talk through on his experience with that on Wednesdays as well, which means currently you're getting three episodes a week from us here. And, you know, we're, we're, we're putting it all in guys. So heading into 2021, we're both uh, very, very excited to see which way this takes us. Um, But the one ask, and I know we do this every episode, you're probably sick of us hearing, you're probably sick of us saying it. Um, The only ask is please, please share the content. If you enjoyed it, please like the content. And of course, go on the internet, go to, uh soundcloud you can go to apple podcasts whether it's on your phone or on your uh, computer and uh link up with us on one of those platforms to include spotify and, and several others you'll see it on there google culture jacked the podcast uh we really do appreciate all of your support and uh we're excited to be able to do these things that we're doing and uh, we're learning from it and we're having fun doing it. And you'll see that in our uh, collaboration episodes. You'll see that hopefully as we continue into 2021. Enough of that. Let's go into Polygon's 50 most anticipated games of 2021. Again, I don't know a lot about every one of these games. You're going to find that out as I talk about my 2020 video game of the year movie of the year and series of the year in which we're going to dive into here in a moment. All right. Kicking it off on again, it's the polygon top 50 list. You've got back for blood, which is turtle rock studio. Uh, let's see the developer behind. So this developer is the ones behind left for left for dead. 
Uh, Valve won't be back. Goes into that. It looks like a uh, the photo that I'm looking at is a monster in a sewer. A group of people with various weapons. So it's like a looks like a Left 4 Dead thing. Uh, Balan Wonderworld is another game that's going to be coming out, which is a single player 3D platformer. Takes place across 12 different tales and features an emphasis on showmanship. There are 80 costumes and players can wear in battle. So that's an interesting game. There is an anime looking game here called Bravely Default 2. It's actually behind the third title of Bravely Default role-playing game series after the first Bravely Default and Bravely Second. So again, that's a uh, RPG. Um, actually, I'm going to just kind of scroll through a couple of these. So I, this one has an interesting cover. It's called Death Loop Arcane Studios, best known for the Dishonored series, which Dishonored's a highly reputable game in the gaming community, has done well. It has a live, a live uh, not live, it's an action game about an assassin named Colt who's stuck in a time loop. He has to take out eight targets before the time loop resets. Meanwhile, another agent named Juliana is after him. So that's interesting. Diablo 4. Uh, so Diablo, I'm a huge fan of Diablo. I have been since Diablo 1. Um, always excited to see what these guys come out with. However, the last Diablo, I felt like it had a lot of the remnants of the original, which is incredible, great. Um, but I definitely felt like they could have done a heck of a lot more. So hopefully... They'll keep they'll keep the idea and they'll evolve it and add, you know, more characters, more cutscenes. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. So console gamers who played the early OOS will fondly recall the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games, a pair of Diablo-like action RPGs set in Dungeons and Dragons universe. Finally, a sequel from Wizards of the Coast. So a new Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance game is coming to consoles and PC and features both online and local co-op play. So that could be really cool. That could be fun and which is which is smart. That's a good way to approach the Dungeons and Dragons uh gaming Dying Light 2. Let's see Elden Ring. Let's just keep going Far Cry 6 we've talked about. I'm a I'm a big fan of Far Cry. If you like sandbox style games that you can do all kinds of crazy shit but the graphics have gotten better the stories have gotten better uh they change their settings often far cry could be a game that you may want to you may want to consider and it also has uh i'm not even going to say the guy's name it's got the bad guy from breaking bad who's also in the mandalorian um he is the dictator and the bad guy uh ghostwire tokyo Takes place in, uh, let's see. Okay, so Ghostwire Tokyo is created from the Evil Within series creators and looks kind of crazy. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is coming. Gotham Knights is coming. Batman is dead in Gotham Knights. And then it's up to the Bat family, which is Batgirl, Robin, Red Hood, Nightwing to watch over. So that'll be interesting. Gran Turismo 7, which those guys are just awesome unfortunately that is a sony exclusive which always kind of sucks there's the gunk 
It's about two space truckers who find a beautiful but seemingly abandoned planet full of plants and valuable resources. However, they also discover that there's mysterious gunk is infecting the planet, and they'll you'll have to go on an adventure to figure that out. Halo Infinite, Dustin talked about that. That will be coming fall now. God, I hope that game is good. Um, Halo for 2021 is probably one of my most anticipated games at this moment huge halo fan endless hours of fun in the campaign endless hours of fun playing multiplayer with your buddies there's just something about it i really hope they're putting in the effort for the story the new maps uh hopefully maybe you can customize your character and customize your weapons this go around maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see uh a game i will be pursuing and i have for every version I bought several different versions. Um, and that's Hitman three. I believe this comes out. I'll have to recheck this. It says it comes out January 20th. I think the date is wrong on this. Um, but as you guys are familiar, Hitman three, you reprise your role of agent 47, which there's been several movies on at this point, but the game itself, I absolutely love. Uh, I, I like that game because it's very specific. It's it is to some degree sandboxish, but you have a specific goal, and I like that those guys when they create it, they equip you with the dialogue, the story, but most importantly, the skills and abilities to craft your playability on being this hitman character. To where if you want to be that ultra silent guy that sneaks around and does these things or do you want to be the guy going in guns blazing i mean like you can cater it to your needs now there are exceptions to that depending on the mission and what have you but i enjoy hitman and i'm looking forward to that as well all right sorry about that i had to get another another drink a swallow of coffee uh hogwarts legacy which is Clearly a Harry, a Harry, a Harry Potter game, I believe. Yeah, I'm not going to go back much into that Hollow Knight Silk song. That looks interesting. Horizon Forbidden West. That's interesting. In 2021, Guerrilla Games will release the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, the 2017 post-apocalyptic open world about a warrior woman who starts off looking for her long-lost mother and ends up unraveling the reason why her world is ravaged by mysterious animalistic robots. Ashley Birch returns to the voice. Okay, that looks interesting. Humankind. I don't know what that is. No, we're just going through this. It takes two. Uh, There are trailers for every one of these things that I'm talking about. If any of this uh, catches your fancy, Jet the Far Shore, that looks like an interesting interesting game. Hold on, I'm going to speed up and go through The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. That's going to be a, a huge game. Uh, the Zelda games have just done incredible for Nintendo, and they're incredible games. Um, Little Nightmares 2 is coming. Lord of the Rings Gollum. A far cry from the last Lord of the Rings games. Gollum is a stealth game. That tells the story of one of the rings most, uh, you know, of Gollum, pretty much. Uh, so that's what that is. I don't know about that. There's the medium. 
Observer and Blair Witch developers. Bloomberg team has another psychological horror game in the works for January 28th. It's called The Medium. The game follows Marianne, the medium who can cross over to the spirit realm and unravel the mysteries. So that's that's coming out. Metal Hellslinger. The title of The Outsiders, upcoming first-person shooter, conjures an image. Huh. It's another one. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, Neo, The World Ends With You. That's a very cool-looking game. Square Enix, Enix is finally delivering the game uh, on Dreams, a sequel to The World's End With You. So that'll be coming out. It does not have a date. Uh, new Pokemon Snap, Nero Replicant version 1.24 it just goes on for a while again let me kind of scroll through these uh overwatch 2 is coming uh persona 5 strikers is coming play date i don't know what that what that is psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart is coming resident evil village capcom's next super horror adventure is a direct sequel to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard and brings back the game's protagonist, Ethan Winters, with its first-person perspective. Series mainstay Chris Redfield also returns, bigger than before, disrupting Ethan's new life and forcing him to face new terrors. Like werewolves, question mark? In a remote village. Oh, that could be good. Returnal. Looks like a PlayStation exclusive. Riders Republic. Looks like a BMX style game. I actually enjoy those types of games. The BMX uh, and those types of games. Uh, Sable, that looks kind of cool. It's like a, that's an interesting looking game right there. Uh, Scorn, uh, along with Medium, the developer Bloomberg team, Ebb Software is one of the first few developers to make a video game for Xbox Series X that won't be supported on Xbox One. Scorn is a first-person horror game features intricate visuals inspired by artists like H.R. Geiger and I'm not I'm not even gonna fuck that guy's name up. Jesus. Anyway, check that out. The little picture here looks crazy. That's huh. Shin Megami Tasun Tensai 5. I'm screwing that name up too. Good lord. Solar Ash. We've got Stalker 2 which Stalker 2 is set in the outskirts of the alternate world of Chernobyl in a world full of radiation and mutants, but far from the wacky and world, uh, far from the wacky and weird world of, of Fallout games. Stalker focuses on simulation-style shooting and survival as you hunt for treasure and mysteries in the new post-nuclear world. That could be, that could be interesting. It doesn't say much about the the creators though huh uh, there's a movie stray a saber a cyberpunk story on a different store uh on a different sport stray starts <laughs> stars a la a lost stray cat who roams neon lit city streets uncovering the mysteries of the world that seems like a very awesome game uh vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 i think that is it so most of those games, as you, if you didn't catch, I have no clue what those are. But it did cover several games, which uh, I'll, I'm actually going to have to watch some of the trailers on some of those because some of that looks pretty dang 
interesting. Let's talk a little bit about the movies, the games, the TV shows of 2020. In response to Dustin's Friday show. And uh, yeah, we'll just rip right through these lists and let's see if you guys saw any of these. Um, and uh, yeah, so I listened to Dustin's podcast while well, we talked about it. And then I listened to Dustin's podcast. I uh, had to write down some of this. I am missing uh, movies, games, and TV shows. This does not include all of them. Uh, and then I think I'm going to add a category, which is a little unfair because... Uh, well, I'm just going to because I can. Uh, let's dive into it, shall we? Best movie of 2020. Sonic the Hedgehog. Pretty good movie. Pretty good. I like the adaptation. I think uh, James Madsen, Jim Carrey uh, did justice to the character. Obviously, there's some controversy over the characters. Uh the way that they created him and recreated him. Dustin spoke about that briefly. Not a bad movie. Uh, the movie Soul, which I recently watched. That was a, a good movie for an animated show. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, I think I talked about that briefly. Dustin talked about it, um, about his likes and dislikes. Wonder Woman 1984, I thought it was a good movie. Um, it was very long, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to ruin it for you to any degree. Um, however, it was, uh, well, we'll just leave it leave it at that. Um, there was the movie Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. I enjoyed that movie. That's a net Netflix original where there's uh, drug lords and he's got to essentially extract this, this kid as he was paid to do so. And the, a great movie. Check that out. Extraction 2, I believe, is in development. They were even saying possibly Extraction 3. So... If you haven't seen that, I'm going to try not to ruin any of these movies. Some will probably go on further than others, but that was definitely a good movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, the King of Staten Island. I talked about this before, and I'll talk about it here. So The King of Staten Island is a Judd Apatow movie. It was released on Hulu, and it has uh, Pete Davidson, which I'm a huge fan of Pete Davidson. I like his comedy. I think he's a really funny guy. Kind of a weird weird guy but nonetheless funny it also stars bill burr the comedic legend himself who's also in a lot of a lot of movies and has several different tv shows uh to include f is for family king of staten island it's a good movie if you like judd apatow style of movies some people i i, I think don't care for it some people do most notably, those uh, the Judd Apatow style of movies were really big in the mid, you know, 2005 to 2010, 2015 era. I enjoyed the movie. If you haven't seen it, The King of Staten Island, check it out. It's essentially a story about Pete Davidson's character losing his dad and then his life kind of gets real, real jacked up. And uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, recently, <laughs> recently, I watched this movie. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I did anyways because I wanted to support one of the act. Well, the only actor that I really know in that one. It's called Guest House. Have you guys seen Guest House? Maybe. It's got your boy Polly Shore, the weasel. Uh, pretty dumb movie. I'm going to just flat out say it. There was a couple of funny parts. 
very, very, uh, I feel like it was very 90s-ish style comedy, early 2000s style comedy. Essentially, the the premise of the movie is this young couple have been house hunting. I think they looked at like 17 houses or 15 houses. And then they finally land on the house that they want. It's a beautiful house, beautiful yard, a swimming pool. There's a guest house in the back. And you can guess, Pauly Shore's living in it. Uh, he does do some funny shit in it, but again, I don't know. Um, anyways, there's obviously some controversy between the new owners of the home and him thus making the movie. Check it out. Guest house. Um, the next movie uh, I'm going to talk about. The, it's called the movie. It's called Capone. Okay. And I read quite a bit about this book or uh, not this book. Excuse me. Uh, I read quite a bit about this movie prior to watching it. Um, and I was extremely, extremely interested in but it's kind of a weird take on this on Capone. Okay. I'm not going to ruin the movie for you. Cause it's a, it's a decent movie. It's just, it's such a different take. And, and sometimes I feel like, um, I, I understand what they were going for and they executed that, what they were going for in my opinion. Well, but it's just a, should the to- story have been told? I don't know. Um, Capone, the character out, Alphonse Capone, the notorious Chicago gangster, has been portrayed in many, 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 many movies, many TV shows. You know, most recently he had a part in Peaky Blinders, his his uh, char- the character of Al Capone, one of the biggest movies that featured Al Capone that you may or may not know as The Untouchables with Sean Connery, Kevin Costner, and Robert De Niro. Um. Essentially, the movie Capone stars Tom Hardy as Capone. And this is him in his later life. This is him when he's got like the syphilis and he's got like all this stuff going on with him. He's losing his mind. He has all these issues. Um, and that's really what the story is. I don't want to go into too much detail because if it interests you, I, I, I would say watch it. It's a good watch, but don't expect the glam and... uh I don't know the glam and the gangster that you have seen characters of Alpha, you know, of Al Capone in the past. Okay. Don't expect that. Don't expect to go in and get to see cool bank robberies and running around. You're going to see a man that essentially lived a corrupt life. Who's extremely paranoid and has medical conditions and uh, was on his way to death. And that's what that movie is about. Uh, without really spoiling it because you could read the read the description if you want or not i don't care good movie though again it was just a different take and and after watching it i just thought to myself was like damn man i because i love seeing the i loved seeing you know robert de niro play him in untouchables i loved seeing him in peaky blinders i love seeing him in several other movies as that larger than life gangster it just makes for good cinema folks it makes for good movies Talking about a good movie, um, this this next movie I'm going to talk about, pure action. Story was mediocre, but it was an enjoyable way to spend 90 minutes or however long the movie was. And that was Spencer Confidential, starring Mr. Mark Wahlberg. 
It also had a couple of uh, a couple of other big guys that are in it, and I can't remember their freaking names for the life of me. Um, to include a couple of scenes with Mr. Post Malone, uh, it's a fun movie to watch. That's that's how I felt about Spencer Confidential, and you're going to hear um, through several other movies that I'm going to talk about. When I watch movies, I I always kind of put them into categories, right? Mentally. And I'm sure you do too. I know a lot of people, they're like, those fucking movies suck because it was like a movie like Spencer, Spencer Confidential to where to me, it's just a fun movie to watch. You got uh, decent acting, you, the visual, uh, the visual effects are on point, a lot of gunplay. Um, it was, the cinematography is good. Um, is it Capone or is it, does it have 10 layers to the plots and, and, and the characters? No, it doesn't, but it's an enjoyable fucking movie to watch. So I enjoyed it. Um, and that's what that was to me. Spencer confidential Netflix original. Um, the last days of American crime. I have to rewatch that movie because I fell asleep halfway through. It was a good movie. Um, unfortunately I started the movie late one night and, uh, again, that's on my list to rewatch. So I, I don't want to, mislead anyone whether it was good or bad um, but it was it was good halfway through and then i fell asleep um next movie on my list christopher nolan's the tenant incredible movie incredible movie that guy is like the science wizard of time and space in movies he just i i i, I love his stories i love his character his choice in characters and casting I love the way that he tells I, I just like the way he tells the stories and I like the way that he shoots in, in the cinematography and in everything. So the tenant that's out now, check it out. Um, I don't want to ruin any parts of that movie, but it was also a good movie. Another movie was Harley Quinn birds of prey. Uh, that to me goes into the same category as kind of Spencer confidential. It was a fun movie. Um, yeah, it, it was good. If you, if you like the Harley Quinn character, if you like, uh, superhero ish movies, then you're going to more than likely enjoy Harley Quinn birds of prey, um, which again, Harley Quinn, uh, same act actress who was in suicide squad, who was, you know, she gets to continue forward, which is great to see. I love seeing the continuity, um, when it's based around one character. So again, Harley Quinn birds of prey, another movie, <clears throat> that I enjoyed. I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I love the take on this movie. I believe it should have gotten more accolades and more uh, uh, media and more emphasis and more buildup than it did. And that was Project Power with Jamie Foxx and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, I really did enjoy that movie. I like how it was like this pill structure. You take this pill and then you discover what your power is, um, but you can like OD to some degree and then you'll blow up or, or what have you. They also had a machine gun. Kelly was a character that was in it. And uh, yeah, that was a good movie. Check that out again. That's on Netflix it's called project power. I enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. I thought the characters were cool. I like the concept. I like the story. It was different. It was a different approach at superheroes and a different approach at what could, you know, the possibility you take this, this pill and then bam, uh, let's keep going. The old guard, Dustin mentioned this one, uh, highly enjoyable movie. I rewatched that 
a week ago, two weeks ago with Charlize Theron and a group of immortals and they do these missions. And in fact, they're recruiting again. Well, maybe I'm explaining too much. Very enjoyable movie. Just like um, the Spencer Confidential and everything else. Those are the types of movies that you can sit down and enjoy, but your, your, your brain isn't, in my opinion, like your brain isn't, you, you don't have to think too much. You can just sit down and enjoy it. They are, and there has been rumors of there being a old guard set uh, number two in the works. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the next movie is Tax Collector with Shia LeBeouf. Uh, Tax Collector. This was another movie that I read into because I was interested. I saw the commercial. I wanted to like this movie. I did. I like the premise of the movie. I like gangster movies. I like mobster movies. I like the, the, the grittiness of them. I like the story. I like the underdog. I like the, the buildup. This movie, I felt, I, I feel like could have been a great movie. Um, I, I thought they had decent ideas for the characters, but they went into a weird direction and they had a bunch of abrupt, uh, story changes i don't know if you guys haven't seen the tax collector check it out it got shit on by reviewers all over but at the time if i recall correctly it got shit on by everybody but it was like the number one movie out at the time and it held its spot for a minute there so i you know i don't know other than like i said there's some pivots in that story that were like whoa huh okay next one on the list bad boys for life I enjoy, uh, I enjoyed the shit out of Bad Boys. I must tell you though, as a product, as Bad Boys being a product of the '90s, as a kid, I watched Bad Boys one probably a hundred times, maybe more. I don't know. There was something about the characters that were in that, and there's there's some funny shit behind this too because you can look this up that the. Uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith were not the original folks to be casted. Uh, they had thought about, uh, I'd have to look it back up, but there were several other guys that were in the shoot to be those characters. And luckily and very fortunately we got Will Smith and we got Martin Lawrence. That movie, like I said, as a kid, I think it was just the combination of incredible cinematography. The music was cool. Um, the portrayals of the characters, you had the family man, Martin Lawrence, who was funny. You had uh, the the too cool for school, Will Smith. You had what Joe Palantino as the, uh, uh, the hot-headed boss or chief of police or whatever his role was. And then you had the Porsches, you had the cars, the explosions, the drug. I mean, it just built for like this quintessential 90s action movie. And then they came out with Bad Boys 2, of course, which also did very well. And again, the same, I feel like it was the same uh, chemistry, the same compounds that created the first one. They created the second one. And of course, they delivered on the third one. They're obviously older. They played it, and Dustin mentioned this too, but they did play it well. I I felt like they didn't go too far because some of these movies go way too far with the emphasis on we're older, we're this, oh, my back, oh, I'm in a retirement home. And I feel like that they lose the chemistry 
And in, in this case, I felt like the chemistry between Martin Lawrence's character and Will Smith's character and the story, again, a fun movie to see. This goes into that category, fun movie to see. It's enjoyable. You can sit down, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, what have you, and just enjoy it. You, there's no over, you, you don't have to overcommit. You don't have to read. You, you don't have to do anything other than park your ass down. Enjoy Bad Boys for Life. Next one is Onward. Um, I watched this when it came out with my kids. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a well-done movie about the the two, I believe they're trolls, and they're trying to understand their dad and what happened to them, and then they go on this journey. Um, I thought it was an enjoyable show. I thought it was an original show, uh, and I like how they told it, and I like how it was set up, so I enjoyed it onward. I talked about this next movie a couple of times in the month of October, Hubie Halloween with Mr. Adam Sandler and his crew. Um, it was a fun movie. I, I'll give it to him. It was just a fun movie to see during Halloween. Maybe it was the lack of television. Again, no commitment on this. You can sit down. I What I did was sit down with my little boy, my daughter, and we just watched it. And it was like, cool. You know, a couple of days before Halloween, we watched it. We enjoyed it. Um, you know, I believe they're doing a Hubie Halloween for uh, next year. It's funny. There's some funny parts in it. And uh, I'll just let that let that be what it is. Um, I should have checked because the movie Uncut Gems, in fact, I will check. If you guys have not seen Adam Sandler's performance in Uncut Gems, you are uh, missing an opportunity. That was a great movie. Kevin Garnett was also in it from the timberwolves uh let's see let me see when that was i felt like that was at the beginning okay so that was made in 2019 i wish it would show like when it aired oh yeah so actually technically i could put uncut gems on here because it came out christmas of last year um which would put it into 2020 that was an incredible movie um seeing Adam Sandler to uh, perform at that level. And uh, yeah, you have to see that if you haven't uncut gems, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett from the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, I believe basketball player. Um, Yeah. Very, very good. Very good drama. All right. Keep moving here. The invisible man. Enjoyable movie. Not, I'm not really a big horror guy at all. Like, in fact, I don't care for horror. Um, That got put on. My wife went to work. I sat there and watched it with my kids. It was good. It was, it was good. Um, Let's see. Oh, this last, I think this is the last movie I'll have on this list. The devil all the time. If you guys haven't seen this, you gotta, you gotta watch this movie. It's a Tom Holland movie. It, it's kind of weird. But it was a it was a good movie. I'm trying to see who else was in it because there's a couple of other couple of other actors that were in it. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So this movie had Tom Holland, Robert Pattison, Bill Skargard, uh, Harry Melling, Sebastian Stan, and just a several, several big name. It's an interesting movie. It's a I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought what they did was cool. Um, I like how they did it. It was just a weird movie. And that was 
the devil all the time. Check it out. All right. So that's it for my movies. Um, I will be selecting movie from that list. And uh, yeah. So those are my best of 2020 movies. Obviously I didn't include every movie that came out in 2020. I did my best with uh, remembering some of the big movies I watched and uh, that's my list. So best game of 2020. This list is freaking short and I know I fucked this up because I didn't elaborate or go. I, I didn't do as much research research as I probably should have. I also didn't play a lot of games with the exception of a couple that are on this list. Let's go into it. Best game 2020, Cyberpunk 2077 is top of the list. It came out, I have spent quite a few hours in this game, and I have enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Is there some some glitches? Yes, there are some glitches. Um, And CD Projekt Red has obviously been shit on by everybody because of those glitches. So hopefully those will be resolved here in 2021. Um, And the update for the Xbox Series X to enhance the graphics. Those are the two things that are, I I would say, reframing or, or not allowing Cyberpunk to reach what its potential was. The third thing that I saw, and I've watched several videos, read a bunch of reviews on this, is a lot of people are like, I don't feel connected to the character. I don't this, I don't that. I didn't have that problem, mostly because I would do side missions, mindless side missions, have fun, jump back into the gameplay. I just felt like you're as you build your character, there's so much, uh, you have so many abilities to really create the character that you want with the skills and abilities that you want and the guns and the armor and all of that. Uh, they're... Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I enjoy the fuck out of it. I think the gunplay is good, surprisingly good. The driving's kind of shitty. I love the uh, arch motorcycles that they put in there. Keanu Reeves' character. I, I like the game through and through. Okay, next game, Doom Eternal. Eternal. Another big game for 2020. Um, I loved it. I actually played it on my PC, cranked up the graphics when it came out and had a freaking blast. Um, if that's your, your, your uh, fancy there, because again, not all of these are going to, are, are going to be your, your, uh, you know, your, your type of game and that's okay. But doom internal FPS blasting shit, blowing stuff up, looked good. Very fun, very playable, very enjoyable. Uh, the next game on my list is Call of Duty Cold War. I am a call. I, I've enjoyed Call of Duty for a long time. There was a few years back where I stopped playing for what a year or two because they the whole perk system just got way out of control, and the way that they matched you up to where you could play with guys that are way above your skill set in Call of Duty, and they would just fucking demolish you. And like, I don't mind that. I don't. I don't because. When you get the opportunity to do it to another team where you you walk out with a 30 kill or a 50 kill or whatever it is, you feel fucking great. Your endorphins are running. Life's good. The opposing team, I'm sure, looks at you like, eh, why did they do that? Um, so they did fix some of that to where, from my experience, you don't, I don't see it as much as I, as I used to see it, um, which makes it more enjoyable. The story in it is fun. 
Um, I feel like I, I feel like it's cool, it's fresh, and it's well done. The campaign, and uh, overall, I enjoy Call of Duty Cold War. I also like the era. I like how they did certain things. Very enjoyable. The next game is Apex Legends. I predominantly play this game with Dustin, and it's a fun game, hands down. It it is not only is it fun. I love Dustin talked real briefly about a new trailer or a new uh, video. I love how they do that. It is it's just exciting. I like the character um, creation. I like the way that the they change up the worlds, the seasons. Um, and overall, it's an extremely enjoyable game. And I feel like it is, for an FPS, it is easy to get into and kind of figure out your thing. You do have to play as a team, or I highly recommend you playing as a team so you don't get mauled by an opposing team. Um, an incredible game. Uh, Tony Hawk, Chapter 1 and 2 remakes. You got to love it, man. I mean, I played quite a bit of it when it came out and I enjoyed it. I I liked going back because that was one of my all time favorite games as a kid, man. I played the living shit out of that on PlayStation and it was just endless hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and very enjoyable. Cool to see it come back. Uh, I do. Part of me does wish that they they also had something else i don't know highly enjoyable game check it out madden 2021 i bought madden that was uh the first game i got for the xbox series x i actually got it from xbox one but it was the x version because at the time i didn't have it um i have played let's see i played madden every year for like a decade and then i stopped for several years and then this is the first year I've bought, and I think in the last three years, two year, two or three years. And I was happy to do so. I love playing football on the uh, console. It's just the thing I enjoy. I like uh, playing against teams that I'm familiar with, playing against teams I'm not familiar with. I like, I, I, I don't know, I just really enjoy it. And that was Madden 2021. The next game and pretty much the final game is UFC 4. I played that several times. I want to like that game, but man, there are some serious flaws in that game. Serious flaws. The way that they meter um, health, the way that they meter your opponent's health, the way that they the construct of it is kind of trashy. My hope was, and still is, that Fight Night comes back. Maybe 2021's our year. I loved the Fight Night games, which is the boxing games made by EA Sports, incredible games. Um, not only are they incredible, they are so damn fun. I hope they come out with a new one yet to be seen nor heard. There was a bunch of rumors going on that uh, never really came out. And then one one last game that I am going to put on here was the beginning of the 2020, I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2 on the PC with, I can't remember if they were maxed out graphics, but oh my goodness, I cranked up the graphics on that thing. Absolutely incredible. 
So freaking fun. Red Dead Redemption, those guys that uh, I absolutely love Rockstar Games. In fact, I need to look in to see what those boys are working on because uh, hopefully it's something relatively soon. They'll have something new. Um, and then last would be Forza 4 Horizon. I played that on and off. Played it on the Xbox Series X. It looks insane on the Xbox Series X um, and is available through game pass ultimate with the new ea package in fact a lot of sports games so if you ever if you have game pass ultimate um dustin did talk about game pass and some of the the newer acquisitions and what microsoft is doing but ea if you have ever been interested in playing sports games they have because ea play is now on there they have a shitload of last year's sports games to include hockey uh football basketball etc and so if it does interest you or you've wanted to there is a great way to get in on sports games that's my list for the best 2020 games now we're going to tv shows <sighs> i gotta like hurry this hurry this up i'm gonna go for the longest podcast ever um well maybe not i think i'm at an hour almost an hour all right best tv shows of 2020 we've got the boys season two absolutely loved the boys season two i like the show period i like how crazy shit gets i also like how i feel like the creators of that show it's like they they're telling a story and they're like what is the thing that someone would think of that would never happen in a show that show fucking does it so you're like oh if he showed up and his kid was gone. Wouldn't he kill everybody? And he did. Oh, if they were found in the woods, wouldn't they do, you know, Oh, they would do that. That's the thing I like about the, sh the, the show, the boys, it's one of the only shows I've ever watched where I am surprised because these guys will do shit that like, like, I wonder if, and then bam, like the worst case scenario, they take care of you on that one. It's crazy. Um, Mandalorian season two, it, I can't say enough on just how freaking awesome they did on that show. I felt like I said this before. I'm saying it again. I felt like I was watching a new movie every episode. In fact, while we have time um, and, and depending on what's on, I'll probably rewatch that season because it's like, this is absolutely incredible. The directors changed obviously several times over John Favreau as the main producer. You've got, just so much going on in that show and it's so well done i absolutely love it mandalorian season two a couple of these shows are older shows just like dustin had mentioned i watched these in 2020 i know that these were not out in 2020 in fact both of the shows i'm about to talk about uh are in the same world to some degree and also got delayed on their on their latest seasons due to covid of 2020 and i'm talking about doom patrol incredible show it's a weird it's weird it reminds me of like hellboyish it's like the it's just weird but it's enjoyable i also like that it's rated mature not that it not that it does anything it's not like there's a bunch of sex in it or in over emphasis with you know crazy killing and murdering and blood and gore it's just it fits the story that's being told and they're they're weird and quirky stories, but it's fun to go on the adventure with the characters in the show. The next show that I'm talking about that coincides with Doom Patrol is Titans. 
again, rated mature. Again, I mean, this one's a little bit more dramatic, in my opinion, than Doom Patrol, but highly enjoyable. No holds barred. Shit happens. It reminds me of the boys, the way the stories are built, the way the characters are built, and the cinematography, all of it kind of comes together. A little, Again, a bit more dramatic, I would say, than some of the others, but highly enjoyable, and that's Titans. Both of those shows are available on HBO Max via the DC section. Next show, I enjoyed the shit out of this show, and I don't know many people that even watched it, and it's called Hunters on Amazon. It has, what, Al Pacino and a couple of other uh, actors, and essentially these guys are hunting Nazis. Story was great. Cinematography was good. Action was good. Um, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Check it out. Amazon It's called Hunters. Another show, we talked about this on the uh, good old podcast right when it came out. I am hoping that they've got several seasons in the works. And that is the cabin with Burt Kreischer. This is more of a talk show-ish thing, but you got to watch that show because Burt Kreischer is a kind of a wild man in comedy and in life and everything else. However, he brings together several people and some of the conversations he had Burt style and some of the things he did Burt style makes it to be a unique experience in an enjoyable and funny show. So I would encourage you, if you want something um, that is rated mature, of course, uh, I would highly recommend taking a moment, watching the show. It's a fun show to watch. It's enjoyable. He had some incredible guests. The only thing I wish is that the, uh, I wish that the freaking there was more episodes. I, I feel like the, uh, it was a bit short. Okay, I had to look up something here because I'm going to fuck the name of this up. Hold on here one second because I forgot to add the show. Okay, here we go. It's loading. Um, another show that I, I highly recommend is My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with Dave Letterman. Uh, I think the third season came out in 2020. Dave Letterman, I, I wasn't a big Dave Letterman. I was more of a Jay Leno type of person in my in my youth. That's just what was on TV. That's what I watched. Um, a little bit of Dave Letterman. If you haven't watched the Netflix show that I'm talking about, you, you got to take a moment because I feel like just like Jay Leno. So if you guys haven't watched Jay Leno's Garage, Jay Leno did good as the late night host, right? but he's not the same Jay Leno that you see in Jay Leno's garage. Like you get to see a guy that crafted uh, hosting television and being able to talk and being able to do the things that he does for whatever, 20 years or 30 years, however long he was a host of the tonight show. And then he gets to do what his passion is. So Jay Leno's passion is cars. And that's, I'm not bringing this up in the sake of the best TV show, um, but I'm trying to establish a point here. I feel like Dave Letterman got that opportunity with this show and he has, let me pull up some of the people that he's been fortunate enough to interview. Um, first, he is Dave Letterman, in my opinion, at his best. He, it, the, the show's ready to mature. He says some quirky shit, some funny stuff. The interviews are both uh, stationary or, or sitting across from the other, each other. And then they go and do stuff together. 
and you really get a lot out of the episode, in my opinion. Uh, you've got, so season three has Kim Kardashian, Robert Downey Jr., Dave Chappelle, Lizzo, and maybe that's it. Maybe they only got four episodes out. But past, let me pull up season two. Season two had Kanye West, Ellen, Ellen uh, Lewis Hamilton, Melinda Gates, Zach Galifianakis. Season one had Howard Stern. Um, hold on here. I don't know what is going on here. Tina Fey, uh, Jay-Z. Um, let's see, Barack Obama and more. <clears throat> Anyways, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I enjoy those kinds of shows though. Maybe you don't, maybe you just want regular t- television, but, uh, to listen to the stories, the Dave Chappelle episode was incredible. Robert Downey Jr. Was a fun episode, um, uh, and, and several of, of the others. So check that out as well. Next one on the list is Avenue five. Dustin mentioned this one. That was a fun ass show. That was funny. Um, I felt like that was one of the better uh, space shows that have come out recently. And I enjoyed it immensely. You got the the guy from House and a bunch of other characters. Uh, It's just an if you like comedy and you like space, that is a perfect blend of both. Talking about space and comedy, the show Space Force. I enjoyed the hell out of that as well with Steve Corral. And uh, oh, I'm going to forget what his name is Uh, i gotta look it up because he is john malkovich and several others i hope that there's another season of space force that was a fun ass show too um dave the little dicky show i enjoyed that season if you guys haven't seen that check it out i think that's on fx um it's literally like little dicky the musician his uh kind of his quasi life story extremely enjoyable perry mason the bring back of the legendary Perry Mason that's available on HBO. That's a good show. You, what, what I discovered with that show though, is, is like, you have to be, um, I had to be in the mood for it because for whatever reason, it just set the set a tone for me. And, and that was just my observation. Uh, the final TV show of 2020 Shits Creek, highly enjoyable show. If you like quirky kind of goofy uppity, kind of show i enjoyed it my wife enjoys it oh i actually forgot one that i can't i cannot forget so one more show um episode came out on that shameless is on its final season this year and uh i'm enjoying the shit out of that show highly explicit show make sure your kids aren't around if you're watching shameless highly enjoyable very very uh mature rated to put it nicely All right. Uh, The section that I mentioned earlier in the show that I wanted to add, and it doesn't have a huge amount, but I was trying to shove these into like TV shows or or movies, and I could have added more, but I didn't. I'm going to add this to the lineup here just because I can, and that is best documentary. The reason I add that is because these aren't running shows. We're not going to see continuations of these shows for the most part, and I felt it warranted its own category. Now, Dustin, I know you're listening. You can either tell us what your top 20 uh, best documentary is or not and just say, you bastard, you added an extra extra category. Um, So within that category, I have, what do I have? Like five or six. So best documentary, The Last Dance, 
with Michael Jordan. Absolutely incredible story. Um, the way that that was created, the story that was told, um, it was a, a mini series that's available now, I think on several platforms. They, they killed it with that. Um, Tiger King, of course, arguably one of the biggest, craziest fucking shows to come out in 2020 stood on its own legs. Um, so crazy. That whole situation is so crazy. But again, that show showed us how dumb we are as consumers because it was literally the biggest show in the world. That thing was like fighting the coronavirus is how big it was. Um, as far as growth goes during that time, it's so ridiculous. Um, the next show is Social Dilemma. I talked about that. Dustin's talked about that. Very insightful uh, way to consider media, social media consumption and also a way to better understand what is happening behind closed doors. That is often a view that we don't get as being the public. So I appreciated the show and uh, enjoyed the content. Obviously, you can take it however you want. That's at your own discretion. The Death of 2020 was another show. Dustin actually uh, hit me with that a couple of days ago. I watched it. Very enjoyable. I thought there was a lot of good candor, a lot of uh, solid comedy in it. Uh, enjoyable. Death of 2020. Um, Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. This was a crazy, crazy. There went one of my cameras. So I'm going to have to wrap this up here soon. Because hopefully my other camera, I think my other camera is probably going to die as well. Um, anyways, Social Dilemma, Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez was an NFL, uh, player for the new england patriots in fact they won the super bowl this guy was implicated in several murders you have to watch this if you're into that kind of stuff absolutely crazy the last one on the best documentary list for me was mcmillions you got to check this out it was a scam that not mcdonald's was doing but the company that was providing the materials and running the uh running the um promotional stuff for mcdonald's you gotta watch it it's called mcmillions it's an enjoyable show and it's it's shows you how susceptible we as as people can be to shit that you just don't know and, and you don't understand um very good stuff so all right so because i'm going to try to wrap this up relatively quick we're past an hour at this point um I have what one, two, three, four categories I'm going to be answering to here in a moment. Before I dive into that, though, thank you guys for everything in 2020. All of the listeners, thank you uh, for everyone that's supporting Culture Jacked. Uh, listening to the Friday show, the Monday show, the midweek shows. I truly appreciate it. Dustin truly appreciates it. We are so stoked to be in 2021 and are cranking it up to cranking it up here, trying to get you guys even more episodes trying to get better at uh, bringing you fun and exciting content. So make sure hit subscribe here on the culture Jack podcast. Also, if you're, I, I don't know if this will be in the video or not, but if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure and jump over to one of those platforms, subscribe to it. And of course, please rate us comment, everything of the sort. Let's break it down. 
before my camera dies. Best movie of 2020 uh, for me is Tenet, Mr. Christopher Nolan. Absolutely great story. Great cast. Um, cinematography was on point. Kept me glued in. Had to think about stuff like, wait, what's going on? Um, there's several runner-ups, but I'm not going to go into that. That is my movie, Tenant by Christopher Nolan, 2020. He killed it. Best game of 2020. Now, this was difficult for me um, to make the choice, um, and I don't want to, up front, I don't want to make this choice, but because I didn't play a whole lot of games, there, there are several games on here that I did not list, like MotoGP. There was some indie games I was playing. So, again, Tenant was the best movie 2020, in my opinion. Best game, I I think I was just explaining this, had a brief malfunction there. Uh, I don't want to choose this game just on principle and issues, but I'm going to anyways just because screw it. I'm choosing best game of 2020, Cyberpunk 2077. Not because of the hype, but because out of all the games I listed and a bunch of others that I played, Cyberpunk 2077 has piqued my interest and kept it. And I do believe 2021, as they fix some of the glitches and they release some of this other stuff, that it's going to have a resurgence and it's going to be the game that they wanted it to be. Now, I shouldn't choose it because of those reasons, um, because there are issues, but I'm going to anyways, because I've enjoyed the shit out of the story. I've enjoyed the characters, the gunplay and, and everything of the sort. And I'm going to continue enjoying it here into 2021. So Cyberpunk 2077 is my game of choice. Moving on. Best TV show of 2020. This is a hard list. Uh, I'm going to make it simple, though. I, I would say best TV show through and through would be The Mandalorian Season 2. I feel like the work that is put into that show is incredible. I think that uh every part of that show the the writing the stories the actors the actresses the cinematography the directors uh and the there's a bunch of directors uh i think it deserves many accolades for what they're doing as a show alone not to include the crazy story and everything that goes with it so best show of 2020 from me mandalorian season two best docuseries my added section folks keep keep that in mind uh this was easy easy for me to make the decision on this it would be the last dance with michael jordan if you're a fan of michael jordan or a fan of sports or a fan of understanding what one person can accomplish watch the last dance highly enjoyable uh it hits on a lot of things that maybe you weren't aware of because i grew up uh just like many of you it, when michael jordan was king man i mean he was on the box of Wheaties. He was doing all kinds of stuff with the Chicago Bulls and everything of the sort. And he was an icon, man. And he still is an icon to this day. But uh, to be able to walk through his life story in the way that they did it, I think that that is bar none the best documentary of 2020. Last Dance. Whoo! Try to go through that as quick as I can, folks. Um, yeah. Let's just end it on that note. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget, uh, we have a special episode coming out Wednesday. 
and then the Friday show with Dustin. And then I believe the following week, depending on when you listen to this, because none of this may, may make sense and that's okay too. Um, the following week, Dustin will have another one of his Dustin punk, AKA cyberpunk uh, review videos or, or uh, tutorials or however you want to look at his, uh, his podcast there. And uh, that's what we got going on so far in 2021. We appreciate everybody that's listening. Said that several times in this episode. Uh, but most importantly, we're excited to be bringing you guys new content every single week to include the Monday Madness show, Friday show, the midweek specials. That's it, guys. That's all I got. I hope you had an incredible weekend. I forgot to start this episode off with that, so we'll end it with that. Uh, coming into 2021, I do honestly hope you had an incredible weekend. I hope you were safe. And that's it. We'll see you in the next episode.